recording. Hi. Penis. Oh, hello. So you've never seen Raising Arizona, though. That's that's uh that was my negative. First, that was my first yeah, Nick Cage yeah. movie. Really, really. Yeah. I think my first Nick Cage movie. Oh shit! Probably Face Off. My first Nick Cage movie was that one where he fucks that girl in the bed. What's it called? That one, that awful one. Zondale. Zondale. You mean the one that's at the bottom of my list? Yeah, that's it. No, I never saw it. Oh, shall I? Let me start off here with my cage rankings because I don't want any mystery in this. <laughs> I love it. Adaptation is my favorite cage movie. It was solid. But Raising Arizona is right there. Yeah. I think he's a little bit better than Pig. I switched it around a little bit. Oh, no. Pig is, is a def- is a career-defined performance. Yeah. Raising Arizona is a better movie, though. But he's better in Pig. Yeah. I mean, yes. I think I could go either way on the quality of cage portion for Adaptation and Pig. Like, it's so close. I think there's more effort put into Adaptation. Well, because he's playing two characters. Yeah. Well, that that, and I just think there's there's more depth. Well, let's get deep into it after uh, right. after this. <laughs> this is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the B-movie battle sanctioned by the government of Wonderland. Swear words of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the show. All other swear words are restricted. Wonderland officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the show and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for one continuous hour. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until the review concludes. Blessed be our Wonderland leaders in America, a nation reborn. B-movie battle is now in effect. Welcome to uh, B-Movie uh, Battle, episode 54 from uh, the Cast 32, <laughs> Adaptation 2002. I'm Phoenix West. Uh, tick, tick, tick. I'm Jansen Carlin. The the audio levels on that Nick, the uh, Share Coke with Nick thing is, it's a bit high. It scares me every fucking time <laughs> it pops up. Funny because well, on my end, on my end, sounds fine. Does it? Like, like that and the Purge thing sound the exact same. So, I mean, it probably sounds the same. I think that the Purge thing is a little bit eased in is what it is. And that's just like a slap in the face. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. Weird. Weird. <laughs> well, it wakes you up. If nothing else, like Coke right. will. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. All right. Let's get into it. This is going to be an interesting one because we already did a positive cage one last week. So what do we do yeah, this two time? Weeks a, two weeks in a row. It's going to fuck us all up. Yeah. Dick chose adaptation. Adam chose the rock. Um, Jansen chose Lord of War, which you're doing next time, I believe. I think so. I think Lord of War is a good movie, too. Yeah, Lord of War is good. Lord of War is good. And then it's the Vegas movies after that, right? Andrew Nichols directed Lord of War. He did Gattaca and uh, Simone. I like Gattaca. Simone is a piece of piling hot garbage. Lord of War is a solid movie. He did some other movie after. He did a movie after Warlord, which was it? Lord of War. I don't know what it is. 
Ugh, I don't know, but yeah, the week after that, Jansen is a score to settle. And then after mm. that is Honeymoon in Vegas and Leave Las Vegas. I did that gotcha, because gotcha. I wanted to do those two Cage movies with a short episode. And the Creep Show episode we're going to mm-hmm. watch is like longer, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. gotcha so gotcha. I wanted the, I don't want to overwhelm everyone. So I kept yeah. a little short, but all right. Adaptation. I have been, I, I, I secretly, every time I would do a poll, like a, a, the bingo hopper or the ping pong balls when I threw those, I was hoping for adaptation because it's my favorite Cage movie. And I'm kind of glad I did it later on, because now I got all that perspective of these Cage movies I reviewed. And here we are. And this is my favorite Cage movie. It finally got released on, on Blu-ray. Oh, man. Oh, did it really? By Shout Factory. And Really? I just want to say, on the back it says, Designed with the film lover in mind. Shout Select shines a light on films that deserve a spot on your shelf. From acknowledged no classics to cult fa- favorites to unheralded gems. Shout Select, it's all caps, celebrates the best in filmmaking, giving these movies the love and attention they deserve. Special features, original featurette, still gallery, theatrical trailer. That's awful. It's the worst shout thing I've ever seen. Shout! And I watched that original featurette. It's two minutes. It's all of them filming in the swamp while it's like a music video. It's, uh, it's terrible. It is Spike Jones. Spike Jones is great. I love Spike it was, Jones. Um, Weatherman's what he did after Lord of War. That's the one we were thinking of. By the way, oh he did. No, no that's no, Gore Verbinski. No, no, I'm talking about the director, not not Nick. Cage. Yeah, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Nick Cage. No, Andrew, no, no, I don't Andrew care what Nick Cage did. Oh, okay, gotcha. Good. Nick Cage would do hey, a good hey, movie. Excuse and then me. Seventy fucking terrible movies. Especially back in 2002 when Taxes yeah. came around. He pretty much like, I feel like he's had some was, good runs. This was the last good Cage for like. Till today, really, because pig, like this is it. No, there's a there's a bunch really? of them in between. Joe, I mean, Joe's probably the one that's good. Joe and Mandy. Okay, Mandy. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so let's go back a ways, there's if a we may. Uh, there's like four adaptation. Right after adaptation was uh, Matchstick Men. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, you don't give. Match- it's not bad. Okay, I'm fine. I, I like yeah, Matchstick Men. I'll give you that. That's a good and then one. you did Lord of War. Okay. Yeah. National Treasures. I don't know where you want to rate yeah, that. That's money. Yeah, it's blockbuster. Money. Everybody loves it. But... Sorcerers are perennials. But there's movies that were bad that I love, like Wicker Man. Uh, and the next, he did a bunch of bad ones, and then he did uh, Bad Lieutenant. Great movie. Great movie. Kick Ass. Um, Kick Ass. Great movie. Um, the Frozen Ground was surprisingly decent. Hmm. Not a great movie. Not, either, not Neither here nor there, but solid. Him and John Cusack, again. Um, I like the Croods. He did a voice in that. Uh, then he did right. Joe. Right. Croods is good. Yeah, Croods is good. Never um, seen it. And then he did the Trust, one of my favorite Nick Cage movies. That's the one with Elijah Wood that I keep talking about. Oh, okay. He did Snowden, which is good. Um, he did Army of One was interesting. I don't know if you call that good or bad, but he he makes some choices in that movie. He makes some. He's fucking. Ir- Watch a trailer for uh, for that movie, Army of One. I'll have to watch. He that. sounds like he's he's severely on the spectrum. <laughs> um, he's okay in Mom and Dad. Eh. Mandy's good. He's great in Mandy. Mandy. Um, Spider Man in the Spider Verse is good. Yeah. Color Out of Space is good. And then you know we're, we're with Pig. So quite a few in there I mentioned. What what was the one that he did? Shit. Um, it was recent. 
Describe plot. I don't remember. <laughs> cool. Uh, Joe is good. Apparently, it wasn't that decent. Joe, Joe's really good. Joe Salad. Joe's supposed to be really good. I didn't see that one. Joe, if you look at my rankings here, Joe's at the top, toward the top. Number yeah. four on the right, number five mm-hmm. on the left. But Joe's the one he said was closest to his actual personality. Right, yeah. Uh, was it Grand Isle? Grand, Grand Isle looks like it would be garbage, and it's okay. Like, it's fine. Yeah. He's fine in it. It's, it's fine. It's weird. Not in the weird you'd expect. Not weird like yeah. they promised with Willy's Wonderland, where you're like, it's not weird, I'm just bored. I think that's that's been the worst Nick Cage movie we've watched is Willy's Wonderland. Because everything else hasn't been that awful. Uh, we did Between Worlds. That was Jansen Ugh. and Adam and I. That was, that was awful. That was next level dog shit. I missed that one. Be grateful. You didn't, miss, you didn't miss anything. He's in the he's in the yard spraying himself with a hose, like <laughs> while he's trying to fuck a six, like so, eighteen. I mean, like the only the, the greatest things that we we got from that that movie is just the ridiculousness of some of those scenes. Like, I think we found a gif of that him spraying himself with a hose, and I, I use that all the time now. Wow, it's what I call ridiculous cage. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you it's ninety five percent of his career. The plot is his wife is dead. Um, what's her name from Run Lola Run? The German actress. Her yeah, daughter. Planetka, her daughter's in an accident, and then Cage's wife's spirit takes over that girl, and then he fucks the mom, and then he starts fucking the girl on the side because it's the spirit of his wife. It's it's like a lifetime movie meets Grindhouse. It's fucking awful. So fucking weird. We were trying to figure out who it was for the entire time. We we have yeah. no answer for you. But still, there is no impact audience. No, but adaptation <laughs> is just a solid movie. I love Spike Jones, even his his weird performance in uh, Three Kings. You ever see yeah. that movie, guys? Yeah, absolutely. Three Kings is great. That's why David O. Russell shows up in the dinner dinner scene there with his, with Meryl Streep and her husband. Yeah, I, I was very skeptical when I, I didn't know where you felt about this movie before I started watching it today. Yeah, I didn't say anything. And again, it was it was my <laughs> first time watching it, but I was skeptical first like 10, 15 minutes. I was like, what is where is this going? But honestly, well, let's start was, at the very beginning. Sorry, Dick, what? No, I was just saying the third act is when it all goes hilariously <laughs> yeah. wrong. And that's the mm-hmm. point, And that's what I'm going to get to the point. Yeah. yeah. And. Okay, so it's a mindfuck movie. It's good. The, well, it's set, everything's set up throughout the movie. And we'll get to that too. I think personally, if you ask me, I think this is the best script ever written. That's just me. I'd say that, but yeah, it's, the best script. It's ever one ever. of the top fifty for sure. Yeah. No, but just in fact, how it was written, what like the the way uh, it's the most meta movie ever. The it's forward the thinking, the it's forward the thinkingness of everything. The like, it's like breaking the fourth wall and also being meta at the same time. And then it like, it's, it's like one of those things like, Oh, if I, you know, when you get a thought and you're like, okay, I'm thinking about that thought. Now I'm thinking about thinking about that thought. Like this is the movie of that. It's right? the, it's the telephone <laughs> when, game. When your movie. movie. When your movie says written by Charlie Kaufman and Donald Kaufman, Donald Kaufman doesn't exist. Yes. So that's <laughs> sort of the joke. It's and, and he got nominated for an Oscar. A, a, yes. a person who does not exist was nominated for an Oscar. I love that about this. For but best screenplay. For yeah. best screenplay. Okay, yeah, but the, the Hollywood's fir- stupid. The first two scenes of this movie, when I first turned this on, because I already at this point I had already watched and loved uh, being John Malkovich. Yeah, great movie. Mm-hmm. 
It's a uh, case you haven't seen it. Spike Jones movie before this. It's it's John Mel- uh, uh, John Cusack and uh, what's her name? Kelly Keener. No, no, the other girl. His Cameron wife. Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Uh, he's married to her. He's a puppeteer. Which is funny because they have a line about puppets in this, and that was definitely a re- reflection of that movie. But he, the, he at work with Catherine Keener, he finds a doorway that goes into John Malkovich's head, and you can see what John, Mal- John Malkovich does. And when you're done, it empties you out on the New, New Jersey Turnpike. New Jersey Turnpike, yeah. <laughs> <And then laughs> love that movie. It's, it's ridiculous when you hear it. But it starts off, the very first scene of adaptation is black screen. And just like two minutes of monologue by, by Nick Cage, like his thoughts going like, I'm so fat. Like maybe if I was less fat, I'd be happier. But, and it's this rambling and it's incoherent and it's, it's all over the place. And it's thoughts that we, everyone has, right? Like sure. maybe if I did like, like we're in the shower or when you're trying to sleep, you're having those thoughts. Like maybe like tomorrow I'm going to get up and work. I'm going to run five miles. Maybe get in the rock climbing, like all that shit. And then the next morning you completely forget about it. And you it starts, it starts off with that. And then it cuts to the set of being John Malkovich. And it's uh, John Malkovich going like, everybody shut up. Like, we need to hurry. Reduce time between takes because these guys are in rubber suits. It's fucking hot. And yeah. he's fucking, and it cut, the camera rolls over and you see Charlie Kaufman, played by Nick Cage. And he's just sitting there. And it tells you everything right then. Like, mm-hmm. he did, he's there and he's like, and you hear voiceover like, why am I here? I shouldn't be here. And he walks outside because he gets kicked off. <laughs> tells you so much right there. Uh, yeah, and then but the whole movie is it, when I get let's get into the meta stuff, right? Because I'm not when I get in the plot because everyone's seen the fucking movie if they're gonna watch a review about it. But right, the meta aspects of this is a real book. The Orc, Orchid Thief yeah. is a real book yeah. by what's her name? Um, Orleans Susan something Susan, Susan Orleans. Orleans. It's a real book, and Charlie Kaufman was tasked with turning this book into a real movie. And he's like, how do I do this? And then you, and that's literally what the movie is. How do I turn this into this, into a movie? Right. And then you literally watch everything from her side, going from writing the book with Chris Cooper and, and doing that for the New Yorker, turning it into a book, having it get optioned by the, the underweight Tilda Swinton and mm. meeting super Charlie. hot Tilda Swinton. Yeah. And then <laughs> you see Charlie Kaufman's side of it too, which is like, oh, maybe I'll do this. And fuck it, I'll write myself in there. And like, and you just watch that madness and you just watch these two plot lines over, like fold over each other. It's self-indulgent. I've written my, I've written yes. my, my script. It's self-indulgent. <laughs> it's, it's, it's narcissistic. Love yeah, it. it. The overlap was the ultimate point for me in the movie. I mean, it's like that. It's that climax spot of, oh, shit. We finally got to the point where we recognize that we are in the movie that he wrote yeah. and watching him figure it out. It's so good. And I guess the joke of the movie, though, is that the, the worst script ever written by his brother mm-hmm. was actually a movie that came out a couple years later. <laughs> There's like a movie that's just the same plot, I guess. So this is 2002, out. and then in yeah. 2006, this movie came out. Identity? <laughs> that's right, three. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. three is... Three. Is the that name is Identity is also the same. Yeah. Uh, and has John Cusack in it. Yeah. Which is funny. <laughs> I like Identity. It's not good. I, I don't think I've ever watched it. It's not good, it. but it's it's enjoyable. Yeah. It's I've got Ray Liotta. It. It's got Amanda Peet. It's got yeah. it's got a huge cast. The guy yeah. from Fernando Don that runs Billy World Billy's World of Liquor. Um, what the fuck his oh, name is? Oh 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 yeah, he's um. I love he that was actor. In Deadwood. He's yeah, in a bunch of stuff. I can't. A, I can never think of his name. He's a great actor. He's a, he's Ray Liotta's in it. Yeah. 
Who's that guy that is from From Dust to Dawn? If you have it pulled up, Jansen. Uh, it's it's oh shoot, I know his name. It's, I, uh, yeah, it's it's escaping me. But that guy is a great actor who does not ever get mentioned. So that's why I want to say his name. John Hawks. John Hawks. John yeah. Hawks. Yeah. yeah, he's great. He's in Winter's Bone. He's in that movie where uh, Helen Hunt gets naked completely. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's Sessions. That's a great but movie because his... he plays a plays a paraplegic in that. He's fucking great. But his 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 scene in the opening in Fernando Dawn is is yeah. really short, but he's great. Like I never fucking <laughs> just screaming at them. I never mouth the words. Help me. What does it matter? Fucking matters. You get about two fucking seconds to live. Uh, Pruitt Taylor Vincent. He always plays such a fucking crazy character. Yeah, he he's so to spoil that movie if I could. Go ahead. The whole movie's in his mind, and he's he's got like the crazy eye, you know. From Dustal Dawn? No. <laughs> I, I thought there was going to be another portion of adaptation where he ends up being himself, his brother, and the writer of the book, kind of like the screenplay for three. Well, it's supposed so, to be. You yeah. have to the whole point the whole joke of the movie is the McKee session. Because McKee uh, Roger McKee's a real screen yes. screen uh, writer guru guy. Mm-hmm. And it, it's funny because no every every Hollywood writer in, in would say don't listen to McKee, fuck you, that's cheap, that cheapens us all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he goes to the Robert McKee because oh no, uh, you gotta go. He's great. He's just Don, Donald loves Robert McKee. No, I said I gotta use this for my script. It really worked, mm-hmm. and it's just oh god, so funny. But um, Brian Cox is is Robert McGee in the movie, and he's so fucking funny. And just because you use voiceover, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Don't use voiceover. They're not rules, they're principles. And if you use a do ex mocking, not God help you. And that's exactly what happens at the end of this movie is the do ex machina of the alligators killing. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Chris Cooper. Fuckfish. <laughs> it's okay. There's so much in this movie that to get to, and that's why it's, it's hard to talk about because it's all over the place for on purpose. Yeah, but I no, guess the thing, to, yeah. to go off what Jansen was saying was the characters of the three. That's supposed to be uh, Chris Cooper's character, Meryl Streep, and Donald are all supposed to be the same character, and it's all in okay. Charlie's mind when he's writing See, it. See, I was think I, I was thinking it was going to be Charlie, Donald, and the writer. No, it's um, Meryl Streep. Charlie exists but, in real life and, and is writing it. So the right, idea is those three people sense. would be the same character because none of them, they're all kind of made up because they aren't. Sure. None of them. Well, one of them is really made up. The other two are like severe fantasy versions of the actual people. That's the thing. Sure. I wonder if they were kind of mad because, like, she's a married woman. Yeah. Like, and, she, and, and this movie portrays her as a drug addict. Well, if you go on IMDb, if you go on IMDb, so, it says like my, she. Uh, sorry, Jansen. One second. No, go ahead. It says she was like she got the script and she read it and she and they're like, do you do we have your permission to option the rest of this? And she's like, fuck no. And then she took a minute, and she's like, okay, yeah, go ahead. And then they made it, and she watched it, and she's like, oh, I loved it. Because okay, the only thing like, that turned her around was seeing how Charlie Coffin wrote himself and going like – because Charlie Coffin's a good-looking dude. He's fine. He's not bald. He's, he's not fat. He's not yeah. a good-looking guy. He's, he's fine. He's not Nick he Cage looks, in this he movie. He looks average. He's not, yeah. he's not handsome. He's not fat. He's not bald. He's not – No, he's not. But no, he's, no, not, no, he's no. not any of these attributes that he gave himself in the script. So she, she yeah. was like, okay, so that's what we're doing, like a heightened yeah. – that's the joke. Yeah, that's the joke. Is everyone is like the most extremely terrible version of themselves. Yeah, and it—that's sure. what turned her around on it. And she's like, "I love the movie uh, now." 
But when you get, you're you you fucking drug addict. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you, fatty. <laughs> I love that. So my my one question is because I, I obviously I haven't read the book. I don't know the actual story of what happened with this movie, and I'm assuming you guys might know more than myself. But the third Probably act not. of the movie is just all fiction. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into that because yeah. Donald, his brother, who doesn't exist in real life, but Donald Coffin lives with him, is his identical twin. He's trying to get into screenwriting, just like his brother, and he's writing this terrible script called Three with with all these characters, this killer and this the, cop, the and Three, the, isn't it? Yeah, and the girl <laughs> who are all the same people. And Charlie's such a dick about it at the beginning, where he's like, mm-hmm. "You can't do that. No, this is no, it's not going to work." And then he's like, "So," and then because Charlie uh, Donald at one point goes, "This isn't the one he uses here." But it's the one he uses later with Maggie Gyllenhaal, where he's like, I got an idea of like man versus machine, where yeah, yeah. The, the cops chasing him in a car and he's on a horse. So it's like, yeah. you know, and, she, and he's like, sounds great. Can't wait to watch it. And she's like, I knew he'd love it. But he has this, he finally stops, stops saying, no, 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 you can't do that. That's, he just goes, yeah, go for it. He just lets him fly. Yeah. And because that at that point, he's finally figured out what he's going to do with this movie, right? Previously, in, in he, he kind of or the first portions of the movie, he, he still doesn't know where he's headed with all this. He's so, like, so, now he's got that off his back. Yeah. At first, he wasn't like as invested in this book as turning it into a script as, as that. And then eventually, he's like, I can't, that's all I can think about. And he, he starts blowing off shit just, just to do it as an excuse. And then he starts really getting into it. Like, how the fuck do I do Like, realization sets in. I'm like, I have no idea how to do this. And I picture Charlie Coffin literally trying to do this going, I have no fucking idea. Mm-hmm. I'll go crazy with it. Fuck it. And that's yeah. when he came up with this. But so I think he just goes, Donald, I don't care. I, I got so much on my plate right now. Just do it. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. See, my, my curiosity leads me to wanting to know from Charlie himself, like, okay, where did the, where did the inspiration for the, the brother come from then? Because that's the one piece in all of this that like, <clears throat> It adds so much to the story, but we know it didn't happen in real life. So where did that come from? I'm thinking that's more like is it a, his is it his part of his internal like I wish I could be like this yeah. type of thing. I, I think it's the joke is every bad idea for a movie put it in a movie. So you have the voiceover, you have the the plot twist where it's an action movie. You have mm-hmm. the twin character because movies have twins usually stupid. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that joke is that he's playing two characters and that's self-indulgent just like the writer says oh it's my, i wrote myself a script of self-indulgent narcissistic yeah. well actors same thing you're playing two different characters so, to show off. so so really it's a product of a culmination of saying i'm gonna do everything you're not supposed to do in a movie it's is meta. where that character yeah, it's, comes it's from it's another layer of the meta-ness of this whole well movie. that okay. the entire donald character represents what you're supposed to do in a movie like hollywood right. it's he's hollywood yeah. donald is hollywood right that's really what it boils down to which is, yeah. he's that voice in your head that is like, you need to make money on this. Like, do this to sell it. But it's, he, and he's trying to like push him away. And eventually at the end, he calls Donald and brings him over because nothing's happening with, with his screenplay. And he's like, Donald, I need to come to New York and, and figure this out. And that's when the Hollywood aspect of the movie comes in. Yeah. Because that's when the Deus Ex Machina comes in. And that's when like, Everything changes and it goes schlocky and it goes off the rails when Donald hilarious. comes in. So Ron, he, he, invites, he invites Ron Hollywood in. shows up. <laughs> no, that was earlier, but he invites Hollywood into the script and that's when it becomes like this cliche ending. Yeah. And that's kind of the point of the Donald character. 
So how great is that one scene though when they're running away from, uh, they're running away getting shot at at, at Cooper, uh, Cooper shooting him. Oh yeah. And he's talking about the 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 girl that made fun of him. Like she yeah. goes, oh, I, 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 she, I, she, she, I loved her so much. She's so pretty. Don, Donald or, or, or yeah Donald. She they laughed at you. You you didn't see it. He goes, oh I knew I knew they made fun of me. Yeah. It was a joke and I was but I it didn't matter because I loved her. You know, I, you couldn't take that from me, not even her. And it's like such a sad, yeah. sad moment. Like, oh right. my god, this is heartbreaking. Well, it's and then he dies. Well, it's, but that, I mean, I think that shows you the true genius of it too, is because like he took something that was had had no bearing in real life, had no bearing in the actual story that he was trying to write, and he worked it in there and actually gave it some sort of meaning. And and if you look back, like the Hollywood, if you look at Donald as Hollywood, it also has value of like it's not all complete schlock selling out there's a little bit of good in there they can't take that away from you if you write a good script sure if they make it with a high well, budget I think, and a big cast. I think that's one one thing we can take away from nicholas cage himself is that yeah there's a lot of schlock that he puts out but he's taking it all in stride because he just wants to work and well, do it, stuff and it, he's getting it, away with it it could also be the trope in movies where the the character talks about his personal life and the next scene he gets killed because that happens in all those cop movies oh, yeah. or war movies. <laughs> I got a girl back home. I'm going to marry her as soon as I get off this, this mission. <laughs> Last day on the job. In two weeks. <laughs> Last yeah. day on the job. I'm going to retire. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Tell my wife I embezzled oh, funds. <laughs> Well, and they added that that little schlocky piece in there, too, didn't they? Because he's like talking at the end and then he stops talking. And like we don't hear what he says. Oh, yeah, and he's yeah, like, what? <laughs> what did well, you he, say? He starts singing and brings him back to life for a second. And uh, yeah. And I love even that itself is a joke making fun of how movies do that at the end with the with the music at we start playing mm-hmm. a pop song and it's like he starts singing the pop song to him and he's like, ah, like to wake him up so like it would with an audience. <laughs> yeah. So like literally everything is to set up and making fun of of scripts. Which like, is the even, song right. at the end of the, there, the song plays at the end of the movie too. There is an entire right. character here devoted to making fun of Hollywood scripts. That's yeah. right. that is intense. Well, I, I like to bring it back too to the point of like um, Shaun of the Dead and um, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. Wow. It's like you you talk about how there's a setup and a payoff. Yeah, that's the entire movie of this too. Like there's a, there's the entire first part of the movie is setups for all the payoffs at the end. Because he, he talks about all the bullshit that they shouldn't do, and then they do it, and it, it just works. Even if it doesn't work on a on a meta nature, like the stuff with Donald and when he reveals to him that you can't take that away from me stuff, it also works on a character level because you could tell he's never bothered to have this conversation with Donald before. He's always yeah. been so in his own head, being an asshole to everyone, and right. thinking he's great, while at the same time really thinking he's a piece of shit, right. that he's never bothered to talk to his brother about this. So well, he's it, always it works been so self self-consumed with what other people think he's never stopped to ask them what they do with that right and i think that's the the lesson learned and in reality what you find out like in real life is nobody's thinking about you nobody cares like they have their own shit to deal with and why bother giving a shit and and donald or charlie's so in his own head and by the time at the end when he's like i love you and he tells that woman after he kisses her and she's like why now i'm in a relationship he's like i love you he finally realizes like because of what donald said and the script works in two ways, like making fun of stuff, being meta, and, and you know, as far as the characters go, it's I, that's why I said it's one of the best scripts because it works in so many different ways. And, and 
the way mm. it's written is just so fascinating to me. I could talk about it for 12 hours. I think but, it won right. the Oscar for best script, right? Uh, no, it didn't win. It got nominated. Um, I think it won. No, Cage also got nominated, didn't win. Chris Cooper won. Um, I think it won best script. I'll look that up. Hold on. Let's see. I can look I'm pretty sure seconds. that won. I know Charlie Kaufman won an Oscar. Best script 2002, Gosford Park. 2003, Ew. Talk to Her. Yeah. I think the coolest thing about it, though, like we're talking about the meta and how there's something for everyone. And I think that's really a key point, too. It's like whether or not you pick up on all that shit at the end of the day, just for the normal person that just enjoys a good movie. Like this is a solid movie. Um, If you just pay attention long enough, right, not sitting on your phone, you just actually zone into the movie. So best adapted script would be Beautiful Mind 2002 and then 2003 Pianist. So. Oh, the Did he win yeah. for best uh, screenplay for being so fucking long. No, he got nominated. I don't think he's ever won. I could have sworn he won an Oscar for something. He might have won for da- uh, most, uh, Dangerous Mind. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Maybe. Let me look at one. Uh, hold on. What is, what's his awards? Charlie Kaufman Oscar. Best original screenplay 2005. And that was for... Oh, God. Why doesn't it just tell me right off the bat? Uh, fine. For Christ's sake. There we go. He won four. Oh, it's Eternal Sunshine. Eternal Sunshine, okay. Okay, yeah, that's right. I forgot yeah, that was his. He won for that one. That's I will right. say this. As far as Charlie Coffin movies go, which I'm a huge Charlie Coffin fan, if you can't tell, mm-hmm. Eternal Sunshine is his best movie. It's his best script. Not best script, but best movie. Um... I've I uh, liked Animalisa. It's okay. And then I stopped. I didn't watch uh whatever that is New York. New York. Yeah. I didn't watch that and then I didn't watch his movie Cynic after dope. that. Sinecon Dodi Jody. You ever hear that? Sinecdoke. You ever hear that? Sinecon Dodi Jody, yeah. Sinecon Dodi Jody. I sent you that a while ago. Yeah. dope. Yeah, it's. Uh, I never actually. I, so well, cynic, did he? He didn't even write cynic though. Did he? Yeah, he did. Write yeah, it. he wrote. It. He writes everything. But here's the pronunciation on. <laughs> I love it so much because, at first I was like, "That's not how you pronounce," and I realized it's a site <laughs> oh, that yeah. just pronounces things wrong. So, Dick, listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Watch. Sigh. <laughs> there's another there's some really good ones do another one <laughs> jansen and i were just sending these back and forth for a while <laughs> but yeah that one's my favorite because it was the first one i watched that's definitely my favorite one there's some good ones but that was definitely my favorite um, what's, what's funny is uh Chai Coffin wrote get a life the edge the trouble with larry dana carvey show and ned and stacy well, I'm assuming it's more of like a script doctor thing, and he just got the credit at the end, because I don't think he wrote the Edge, like the full script. No, the Edge is the show. Oh, I was thinking the the, no, the fucking the bear edge. movie. With no, the Al bear movie that, that was written by David Mamet. Yeah, <laughs> of all people, great, a great movie. It's fine. It's a fine movie. Don't call it's it a, a great movie. movie. It's yeah. a great. Just for the performances. It's of, Anthony um, Hopkins and Alec Baldwin battling yeah. a bear. No. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's not a Love great it. movie. I'm going to kill the bear. That's right. Because I'm going to kill the motherfucker. All right. So 
All right. So who haven't, who haven't we talked about? Uh, the women. There is definitely we need we need to talk about the women and his sexual fantasies because women. His whole character is way worse than he is in real life, but it's like it's like he wrote his deepest fears about himself into a into a character. Yeah. That's why I love mm-hmm. Cage's character so much. And then it's the like the point of Donald. If you're not looking at him as Hollywood scripts, if you just look at him as a character, is just like that's who I should be. Because Donald is super mm. positive, and he's like he gets along with people. Outgoing, and he's like yeah. it's, it's basically Charlie's thoughts in the beginning. This is why it's great because you don't see Donald at the beginning, and it's him going, "I should go over there and kiss her. I should kiss her. I should." Yeah, we could tell our kids about this moment, and he just drives away. And then, yep. but that's what Donald is. He's that guy who just does that. He take he takes home Maggie uh, Gyllenhaal like second one. He meets her on the set of Being John Malkovich. He just fucks the makeup girl, and he's in a relationship now. And it's like Charlie saying, "This is what I want to be." So there's two layers to everything when you, in this script. That's why, personally, that's why I say it's it's up there. But the women in Charlie's life, that first girl, the British girl, I don't, uh, what's, that fuck, what's that actress's name? Does anybody know? Yeah, she's in a lot of stuff. I, I forget her name. She is. I just can't think of her. Um, Kara Seymour. Um, she sure. plays Amelia. She, she He goes on a couple dates with her. He keeps not kissing her, and she's just like, all right, bye. And he's like, you want to go to a orchid show in, in Santa Barbara? She's like, no, I'm busy. And he fucks that up. And then he goes home and he masturbates thinking of her. And then he, why the fuck? I have so many questions about this movie. Why is, what's her name? Uh, Pam, Gr- no, um, is her name Pam Greer? No, Pam Greer is no. the black lady. Um, <laughs> Judy Greer. Why does Judy Greer get naked in this? I did not yeah, expect Judy that. This movie's the the best thing about this movie is Judy Greer uh, shows think, her breast. I did I not expect that. I've seen the movie like twenty times. I did not expect that. Yeah, I think there's smart. a lot left on the cutting room floor, and this is what really happened. Because there's even uh, like Stephen Tobolowski. It says scenes deleted for him, and he's great. I love him. Yeah, but I feel like there's got to be some stuff that wasn't in there. Maybe there's some deleted scenes somewhere that we well, we that'd be great to watch. But unfortunately, Shout Factory deemed them unnecessary. Sucks. Won't that be fun to watch? Told you to go fuck yourself. Shout Factory. Who has Stephen Tobolowski supposed to play another Ranger along with Jim Beaver, who I love. Shout Factory one twelve. So they know how to make release movies. This one, fucking nothing on it. Yeah, Stephen Tobolowsky is great. He's also in Memento, one of my second favorite movie. Mm, um, Peter Jason's in it, uh, John Carpenter alum. He's in fucking every John Carpenter movie, pretty much. He's in a lot of movies, period. A lot of them. But Doug Jones, I don't remember Doug Jones in this movie, do you? Augustus Margay? Mar- Margary? Doug Jones? Doug Jones is in this movie. I don't remember him in it. In a adaption? Adaptation. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, even the title okay. itself works in two ways. So everything yeah. in this script works in two ways. So adaptation, they talk about like the flowers adapting and moving on, and mm-hmm. they, they show like the beginning of the history of the world, and they go forward. Even before Nick Cage comes up with that idea, but and then they so they talk about the flowers adapting and moving on, and, and how the bees are perfect for it and they fuck them and all that sort of stuff. But then also it works as adaptation because he's, he's adapting a book and do a screenplay. So it works in both ways as well. Just, just everything in this movie just clicks for me. Uh, this yeah. is, this is one of my favorite movies. So uh, it's got lots of layers. Yeah. Lots of layers. Lots of layers. It's wonderful. It's like a, a wonderful episode of the night gallery. You go fuck yourself. 
<laughs> I wanted to get a reaction like that. He also has a masturbation sequence with Tilda Swinton and Meryl Streep. Who Street. wouldn't? Who would not? Uh, me. Because she's amazing. She's beautiful. I, I would not. Oh, Jansen. Sorry. Let me. She looks like an alien fucking ant. <laughs> Thank you. Ant. That's that's what I'm saying. I don't think she's ugly. Don't get me wrong. No. I'm not. I don't think she's ugly either. But she is. She is a very niche group of people's type of woman. <laughs> oh yeah, right here. Apparently, dicks. <laughs> Dick also is in the foot fetish, so he loved it when Meryl Streep snorted that shit no, and I don't, I don't like held feet. up her feet. It's gross. <laughs> Feet's gross. Yeah, I, and I don't like Meryl Streep, so she's grosser. I'm going with Judy Greer on this, and out of the entire cast of female characters, hundred percent. I would go with the with the British girl actually. She's second. I thought she was cute. She's yeah. second. Uh, Judy Greer or the makeup girl? What's her name? I, I just like Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maggie Gyllenhaal. No, Maggie Gyllenhaal looks like a fucking ninety-five-year-old woman now. No, now, Maggie Gyllenhaal. No, I'm talking Maggie, about. I'm talking about in prime. Maggie oh. Gyllenhaal looks like uh, 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 the the comic book writer who wrote Watchmen, Alan Moore. If you look at her, like her eyes and his eyes are exactly the same, and they have the same facial structure. Only he has a giant beard. It's weird because it, exactly it's the, the same. same genetics as as Jake, but Jake has yeah. gotten better looking every year, and she has he's, turned in. He's fucking handsome. She looks yeah. like she's gonna offer that, an apple to Snow White. She looks fucking thing, awful. The thing now. under and her I, nose that whatever the fuck this is called just keeps getting longer cleft. and longer and longer. Remember, yeah. remember uh, that show the, we the just pellets. watched with that uh, the D character, the tranny character, yeah. going to go eat the 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 junk of that guy, Jake Gyllenhaal all the way. Yeah. <laughs> Do that to Jake in a second. I'm looking Maggie Gyllenhaal 2021. See what we get. Yeah, and Alan Moore. Do comparison. Alan Moore and Maggie Gyllenhaal have the same eyes. It's gross. I, uh, it just. I was in the movie. I was in the movie Secretary. <laughs> oh my God! It's oh gross. God. You know, <laughs> you're, not the, you're, not only, you're not the only one who lost everything, Harvey. <laughs> She's two faced now. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, I don't want to just make fun of actresses all day, but uh, I do. So he masturbates to everyone, and then the one time Donald comes in the room, he's like, "Fuck, <laughs> knock!" And then, "Hello, Donald. What do you want?" You can tell he wants to keep going, and he's like, his brother just jumps on the bed. He's like, "Fine, tell me about your stupid screenplay." <laughs> it's called the three. The three. So I'm having a. Uh, I want to do a motif. Yeah, he's going. I'm going with the motif. Broken mirrors to broken show the, mirrors. the shattered reflection of my character's like broken psyche. Uh, that's why I say that character is just there to represent like Hollywood cliches and like you have to do it this way. Well, he says in order. I love when he keeps going. Well, Bob says you have to know the rules to break the rules, and Bob says, and he's my favorite line in the movie is, "You sound like you're in a cult," and he just keeps walking <laughs> in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I would say that. I think yeah. I think that that uh, that line has been sampled in other movies too. It's great. I love that. It line. sounds really familiar. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jansen, I am glad you like this movie because it was great. I really enjoyed you, it. You're hard to like, read. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes. Like I, I was, I was again. I was skeptical at the beginning. I was like, I don't know where this is going. I don't, I don't know if this is one that Phoenix is liked. Uh, you know, I've never talked to him, so I'm, I'm curious to find out what it's about. But it ended up being really great. Yeah, it's. I had this on on DVD for the longest time and I'm so glad to get rid of it and I'm so glad to have it on Blu-ray because it looked great watching it on TV because I, I, I usually just watch the file I have like you guys do but this yeah. one I actually threw in the Blu-ray and will bother to watch it so that tells, should tell you something yeah I got lazy it's on Prime right now so I just watched it downstairs well it's going to be a better version of what I sent you so I'm glad you did that yeah. actually <laughs> yeah me too yeah 
I might not have liked it as much. I I'm I'm kind of a snob when it comes to quality. I always think I am, and then twelve minutes into the movie, I'm not even thinking about it. It's like all grainy and like like we watch some. I mean, it really shows. depends. Like just... it depends on how bad it is, right? I mean, if it's like 720p, fine. But if we're talking like anything below that, like 480, I'm issue with it. Yeah, 480 missing frames, skips. You know, yeah. Like when we watch, when we have to watch a, uh, an episode like we did tonight, like it skips because of connection and that drives me nuts. So it, it kind of takes a point value off of it for me, <laughs> which is unfortunate, but, and I don't even know. So that sucks, but I know, um, yeah, adaptation, uh, it's interesting. Well, it's what else is there to say? Well, Brian Cox, let's Brian talk about Cox. Brian Cox for a minute. Brian Cox is the, uh, writing teacher, the writing yeah. guy. Who plays a, a, a real life character who suggested Brian Cox play him. Which I'm glad he did because Brian Cox is fucking awesome in this movie. Yeah. He's only in a couple minutes and he steals those scenes. Yeah. Because he's there. Does he do that in everything he's in though? Oh, pretty much. Yeah. He's just one of those like big boisterous characters that just like puts everything he has into it. You can tell sure he's a stage it. actor the way he talks. Everything yeah. is screamed. <laughs> well, they, yeah, and he's, he's full screaming. on monologuing in those scenes where he's on the stage too. Like, and it's great. You like love, totally believe him. You're like, oh man, this guy feels this way. And I love the fact that you don't hear him. You see him monologuing, and it's all Nick Cage voiceover to get to that one joke. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's just Brian Cox got in the background and just talking with no audio. You hear Nick Cage going. Why the fuck do I write this thing? Like, I need to get the fuck out of it. Like, why the fuck am I here? I don't belong here. Like, why the fuck am I in this writing class? I'm such a hack. He's like, God help you if you use voiceover in your movie. Yeah. Like, I'm silence. <laughs> and then he makes Nick Cage is like, What do you do if you need to adapt something and it's it's nothing happens because it's about real life, so nothing happens? And Brian Cox just goes on like a seven minute, yeah, tearing yeah. him down like. Like, if you don't think anything happens in real life, then you're a fucking idiot. Like, people people yeah. are murdered every day. Babies, you know, kids watch their mothers get killed. War, famine, like genocide. Like, if you don't think things happen in real life, get the... Like, you're wasting my fucking time. Mm-hmm. And he just rails on him, and then Nick Cage goes outside and he's like, what you just said didn't affect my script, but shook me to my core. <laughs> but <laughs> As a human. <laughs> yeah. And he just goes, yeah. It'll do like you could tell. He's like, yeah, it'll do that. He's like, yep, have a good night. Yeah. He's like, no, no, we need to talk. It's like, wait, wait, wait. I need to talk to you more. And I love the fact that he reads. You could tell he read some of the book to him. He's like, at the yeah. last page, he's like, and that's it. He's like, yeah. He's like, ah, oh. you can kind of. He, he wants to go like, oh, you're right. Nothing happens in there. No character movement. No changes. Nothing happens. Yeah. You have to written. invent some shit in there, and that's why we get that third act. Yeah, I have to yeah, invent something. Yeah. And that, that is the twist. Again, meta, that's the twist. And, and that's when he goes back and calls Donald and be like. Oh. But the best part of that whole third act, though, is 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 Chris Cooper. I think I'm going to go into this porno business on the internet. <laughs> I, these guys love naked chicks. It don't matter if they're fat, ugly, skinny. They, they like it all. Yeah, and she's like, great. Um, so I've, I haven't seen a ghost yet. And he's like, oh, you. Oh, you want me to take you out? Yeah, I'll take you out to the swamp. No big deal. He takes her out to the Florida, Florida swamp to go find the ghost orchid. Yeah. They're out there, and she immediately loses interest. Yeah. She just immediately is like, I don't give a fuck about this. 
Yeah. And then he gets lost, and she's just like, ah, can we just go? And he starts going like, you fucking bitch, you're leeching on yeah. me like everyone else, and get your own fucking life. He's great you in this movie. You lost your own fucking life, and you can't have one because you fucking New York bitch. Yeah, we haven't talked Fuck about Chris you. Cooper that much. We need to, because he's great in this movie. He got an Oscar, Oscar for this movie. And that's for sure, yeah. Deserve it. Uh, apparently, Susan Orlean was supposed to be in the movie, but her scenes got deleted, too. Yeah, I wonder what... Factory it just says it just says woman in supermarket. If you look up how long this movie was edited for, you'll never guess. A year and a half. Jesus. Wow. It's the longest movie that that studio, whatever studio it is, had a movie in in editing bay. It's crazy. Shit. That's nutty. There must, yeah. have, there must have been issues with it. We were trying to figure it out. Like what? Well, the it's fuck is the movie? it's a weird movie to adapt. To, so it's yeah, got to be a weird tough. movie to edit because you're like. How much do we do? Like so, how much is too much? How much is not enough? And apparently, Stephen Tobolowsky had a great contract where he's like, "I get credited no matter what." <laughs> like, but Chris Cooper, Chris Cooper is like this. He he's supposed to be like a. He looks like a loser on the outside because he's missing his teeth and he's got he drives he's a shitty van. He doesn't have money. He he's dirty. But he's got all these ideas and he's like a really smart guy. Like he genuinely is. And he keeps shouting well, he, all this wisdom. He's got money. Like he has money, he just loses it. Yeah, like he, he can make he can make money no matter what he does. He doesn't care about. He doesn't care about money. It's, yeah. he doesn't care about that shit. That's not his thing. But I'm saying, like, if you're a woman looking at him from, like, a woman from New York, like Meryl Streep is. Oh yeah, you're well, looking at him bitch. like that's a fucking loser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So can we talk about for a second how this this woman Susan Orlean lucked out with getting Meryl Streep as her. Oh yeah actor like that's probably Susan Orlean is a, a fucking hag I've never seen her no you mean uh, Meryl Streep well I mean Meryl Streep may not be the most best looking female on the planet but I, I'm sorry I have an animosity toward Meryl Streep I can't stand I mean I don't I'm not gonna say that I, I love all of her I, work I, or I anything but know. she is she is revered in the industry so I can well, say that yes yeah, so, so was uh Harvey Weinstein I'll I mean, go in the middle of you guys and I'll say <laughs> I don't think you should equate those two things together <laughs> sure you can you can totally do that Hollywood <laughs> is full of shit I'd fuck Meryl Streep <laughs> oh sure who wouldn't but I'm not I, I would enjoy it oh I would Look I at her. Enjoy it. I would be like, oh, I, I, I think you overact now. and You're the same person in every movie. <laughs> oh, okay. She's so good of an actress that maybe I am now. I don't know. She's fucking her. <laughs> yeah. She could be playing playing a girlfriend. You know, I don't know. Listen, listen, <laughs> Phoenix. Um, I love I love this role for Chris Cooper. By the way, like I feel yeah. like everything I've ever seen him in, he plays like some hard ass. Are some like really like strung out character that's just like doing his thing, and it just you, I don't even see him in this character. I just see the character, which was really cool because this I feel is, like he just plays himself in a lot of the stuff that I've watched him in. This, my name is Dave. This is my partner. What, what, what you selling? Oh no, no, he's my partner in life. The faggots really know how to throw it in your face. That's on American Beauty. Oh yeah, Chris <laughs> Cooper. When he played a, a big a closeted homosexual Nazi bigot, yeah, he's the only interesting part of that Kevin, movie. Who shoots Kevin Spacey in the back of the head? Spoiler alert! Because Chris Cooper's gay. That's yes, that's, that's the whole the thing. Twist. That's the whole thing about the movie. That's the most overrated Oscar winner ever. Yes, Crash. I think everybody, everybody's figured it out. Crash or that? Both. They're, they're, I, I think I like Crash. I could watch I Crash. Crash. Amer- I hate Crash. American Beauty. I can't even watch. I'm like, this is yeah. so fucking. Oh, American yeah. Beauty sucks. 
How did that win Best Oscar or Best Pictures beyond fucking me? But. Because nothing else was out. There we go. There you go, Jason. She's they shouldn't naked pictures of Meryl Streep. Nah, Susan Orlean. She like, looks like a girl that read a book about flowers. That, that's all I can really say. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, Meryl Streep is definitely way more attractive. But right, I mean, look at the picture on the far right. They they hold them side by side. But it does go into characters because when I think about this movie, because I, I haven't seen this movie in five six years, but I, I used to watch it all the time. And I forgot. I remember the part about her, you know, the, they, they basically make the plant, the orchid, the ghost orchid into a drug that you could snort. And she apparently becomes addicted to it. I remember that. But what I forgot is it cuts back to, like, now after she's written the book and Charlie's adapting the screenplay. And he goes to meet her. He, he meets Tilda Swinton at a bar. And he's like, oh, no, no, I, need to, I can't do that because I'm writing this book, writing the screenplay. So I got to go by. Ditches her. Goes to New York because he's like, I need to talk to her. Gets there, bails on her. He's in the the, the elevator with her and just goes, no, no, no. Yeah. Gets too shy. I love when he's like, uh, and she's like, in the <laughs> elevator. But And then he, he's like, he talks to Donald about it. And then Donald goes in his in his stead and meets her. I'll pretend to be you. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, here's the here's the last. He's like doing this thing where yeah. he's like overly confident and like trying to be sleuthy, even though he's not at all. He's like, do you still talk to uh, LaFair or whatever his name is? And she's like, no, it's, you know, you write about him and, and you, know, you don't really need to, When you write about him for so long, you get attached. But no, I'm not in love with him. And she goes, he goes back to the hotel room and he goes, that bitch is lying. Who would you have dinner with? <laughs> Who would you want to have dinner with? Yeah. I'm going to start, start saying that. <laughs> that bitch is lying. Einstein they always and... Say, they, always say, they always say Lincoln and Jesus. That's Einstein and Jesus. And then... uh. Yeah, they decide to go to Florida because they're watching her through with binoculars and they see her laptop and it says like, or her computer and it says, flight to Miami tonight. And then she hides her crying from her husband, who's played yeah. by director, what the fuck was his name? What director was uh, that? It's, it's the guy uh, who directed LA Confidential. Uh, Curtis Hansen. Curtis Hansen. Yeah. yeah, Curtis Hansen. There's a lot of directors in this, uh, but... Yeah. He, she is going to Florida. They they go all the way to Florida to Miami with her, and then they Donald goes to sneak up to the house after they see both of them go in, Chris Cooper and her. And then Charlie's like, "No, no, I'll go." And he goes in there, and sneaks. Of course, he fucks it up and gets spotted and gets caught. And this is where the detachment from reality really becomes apparent because she immediately is like, she's high because she's just snoring a flower, and she's like, "We gotta kill him." Like we we got it, and he's like, "What?" Chris Cooper's like, "What the fuck? Why?" She's like, "I, this will ruin me." And Chris Cooper in real reality is like, he's fully nude going, I don't give a shit. She's like, that's the guy writing the script about me. And she goes, oh, nice to meet you, man. And he's fully nude. Is this dong in his face meeting him? He should have shook his dick. That would have been better. But that's what I think that's the attachment from reality. Jansen, your, your mic's off. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm confused by this. I was looking at the, the cast for it. It says John Cusack. Uncredited. As the rest of in part of the rest of the cast, what was he another cut scene? No, he was in, no, he's in the something? beginning when they're doing being John. Michael. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. He's he's it's the same character, the same scenes from being John Michael with a was it seventh and a half floor? Yeah, <laughs> it's like this half floor. That's why they're yeah. all like crunched, you know, squished down, sitting on the ground and shit. Yeah, yeah. but he's got the ponytail. I guess they said in the making of that movie, everybody had fucking back problems after that 
shooting those scenes. Yes. One of those things where it sounds funny in reality, then you do it. Yeah. So reality is definitely different than writing it. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. everyone's because days are so long in those. And there's, there's a lot in the opening, the first half of that movie in that set. So, yeah, well, you're, you're asking for a lot. I think that's why they had that old guy sitting a lot. Yeah. He's just sitting there in a chair. He's like, no. Fuck you. <laughs> not doing that. I'm 90. He didn't. He died shortly after that. Listen, movie. Charlie, go fuck yourself. I'm <laughs> not doing that. Hmm. But yeah, no, it's a, it's a great movie, great meta film. It, it's one of the shit. I mean, like this movie will never be made again. Like a movie like this is never going to get made again. Um, well, it shouldn't. Well, I mean, hmm. it's just it's too weird. I mean, it's just it shouldn't have got never, made the first time. You're never well, like, yeah. Well, it's like Honestly. being John Malkovich is such a weird movie. Yeah, like the only reason he got this made is because being John Malkovich, and then yeah, he had I mean, no, nobody is green, guy. nobody is greenlighting this type of meta shit anymore. It's no. all blockbuster bullshit now. Well, it's not even that anymore because blockbusters can't even make money anymore. It's like, well, yeah, but you know what I mean. Right it's now. all that. It's all that big Hollywood shit that Man, you free, got, free Guy is the most meta thing. Well, that the, Hollywood the best, will the, do. The big yeah. time franchise movies are probably over. Because the studios can't afford to pay it out anymore. Yeah. And that's why Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney, which is unheard of. That's like the biggest what the fuck are you thinking moment in history. You do not uh, sue the studio. I say I anytime Disney gets sued, fuck them. Well, no, no. But I'm just saying you just don't do that. You're going to ruin your career. Your career is over. You don't fucking bite the hand that feeds you. You don't. They gave her. She's made millions upon millions of dollars playing this character and because they they waited the last minute to make her own standalone movie after her character's dead like what you, what the fuck do you think is going to happen is going to be a huge hit nobody cares your character's dead her character's nobody cared dead. when your character was alive let's well, talk I mean, about that's that the thing. you're lucky to have that and she just she wanted to pay she wanted to pay out deal like warner brothers did but warner brothers lost a billion dollars because they had to pay out all the actors for having to be on streaming they fucked up I think so now, I mean it's bad. It's a bad place right now. Hollywood is in trouble. It's I not think good. she watched the movie and then went, "Oh, they th- this character has way more screen time. She's way better than I am in this movie. F- I'm suing them. <laughs> like, why is find find a reason to sue them? Yeah, Florence Pugh. That Black Widow was was so forgettable. So what forgettable. was it? What did we watch? Oh, we watched adaptation. Oh, right, right, right. Um, yeah, let me Black throw up the attention. ring. Uh, Number one. How do you guys feel about this? Do you do you think this is accurate yeah. as far as what you've seen? I think seen? so. I yeah, think I so. mean, like I was saying before, I think before we started on the quality quality side, I'd say it's pretty interchangeable for one and two for me. I think the weatherman um, is so high on your lists, you should have them be on the fucking bottom. <laughs> no, but look at the ones under it. Yeah, I know. Those are better movies. No. Con Air is better than The Weatherman. I fucking... Times. Con Air has... I would say Con Air is fucking 100 times better than The Weatherman. Well, what would I rather watch? Con Air. What's a better yes. movie? Not Con Air. Con Air. Con Air is yeah. enjoyably... It's stupid. It's real uh, stupid. They call her Camel Toe, David. Oh, speaking of Con Air, we got a Con Air reunion here because Malkovich, Cusack, and Cage are all in this movie. Holy shit, you're mm. right. Cusack, Cusack right. and Cage are in, are in like three or four movies together. Too bad Cole Meany wasn't in there. Yeah, because they're in uh, 
Conair. They're in this. Yeah. They're they're both in a Frozen Ground. They're both in Arsenal, which is not a good movie. No, they, they, John Cusack is also Redbox material now. He yeah, does the, ten movies a year in Bulgaria. Nick Cage has actually surpassed John Cusack. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. With yeah. theatrical releases. It's I would amazing. say John Q or, or Nick Cage has surpassed for Travolta. Oh yeah. Cusatch. Um uh who else would be I'd say Nick Cage is kinda on top right now. Danny Glover. Oh, absolutely. Holly, Way bigger than Danny Glover. Holly, Holly Berry. Know, Phoenix, I know Very you haven't good. seen it yet, but I just need to sidebar for just a minute and talk about how um the uh Suicide Squad, how fucking perfect Sylvester Stallone's role in that oh. movie is for how dumb he is. Oh, it's wonderful. It's so great. I love the Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad so was great. Perfect. Suicide Squad was a great movie. It was. I want to. I, I want to watch it. Yeah, you I, did, I it honestly tonight. didn't realize it was out. Yeah, it's on HBO. Yeah, it came out last Tuesday, didn't it? Came out Thursday night. Yeah. Oh, Thursday. It's yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah, I it is. Watch it. it is miles better than the the first one. The first oh, one yeah, is yeah. borderline unwatchable. For first yeah. one's garbage. It's a music it's video, and then it turns into yeah. some weird like. Yeah, this no, one actually nonsense. has a real plot that's like fun. And the, like... Fir- the first five minutes, if you're not laughing, you're you're not you're not on our side. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Okay, so the, the part TDK, TDK. What's that mean? What's your why is your name? TDK? It means TDK. It means TDK. <laughs> So your name is just letters? All our names are letters, stupid. <laughs> oh, it's funny. There's some like there's some like underknown actors in that first scene too that I was surprised to see having that role, but then I quickly realized why they were in that role. <laughs> They're all friends of Jimmy Gunn. And James Gunn has a lot him. of friends. Well that and, and with like what happens now. in that first scene too. Yeah, uh, I noticed everyone from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy just shifted over to, to DC to this movie because of him. Pretty much, yeah. like Sean, his what brother, uh, Michael Rooker, and then well, Michael Rooker's in every Stallone guns, yeah. guns movies. He's in every one. But it's, just, it's, it's so uh, Paul uh, uh, Henry. What's his name? Greg Henry. Greg Henry. Greg Henry. Greg Henry. He's the guy from Payback and Slither. He's the Blonde guy. He's in Guardians. He's in all of James Gunn movies. He's a good actor too. He's you know, I've never guys. seen Slither. Slither's great. I want to watch Slither's, it. Just... Slither's awesome. Slither's a great movie. A lot of fun. It's very funny. Does right? anybody else hate uh, Viola Davis? No. No, she's great. Okay. What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, she's just don't like her. No, it has nothing to do with <laughs> that. Oh, Greg Henry. Okay, I know who that is. Okay. Yeah, Greg, Greg Henry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's in a bunch of. He's great. Yeah, but um, he, payback is definitely payback. He's from. awesome. He's great. Star Trek Insurrection. That's right. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. In Star Trek Insurrection. <laughs> oh, right. like uh, Hey, the the dinner's on me. Does it look like I'm going for my fucking wallet? Yeah, he's great. <laughs> he is great in payback. Yeah, payback's great. Yeah, yeah. I love payback. Um, payback is a good one. I I never saw payback straight up. The like the I director's cut. It, I hear the, the difference. It's sh- it's like half an hour shorter. It, yeah, it it looks yeah. like I don't want to watch that version. Well, it, it's, it's like all it is is the end is is he kills Greg Henry. That's it. That's the end of the movie. Basically, he doesn't kill uh, Chris Christopher's not even in it. He's not even in the movie. Oh, that was all added in the direct. That was Mel Gibson's cut. 
payback I put in that league, speaking of Curtis Hansen, with like LA Confidential, where it's like really well, it's, solid it's, movies that are about crime. Same writer. That most, yeah, but most people don't really care about. And I, I fucking love yeah. them. But yeah. payback is great. And it has, yeah, despite the I'll, fact I'll that it that. has that guy, Mel Gibson, in it. I just looked up who plays the weasel. Yeah, <laughs> Sean Gunn. Yeah, weasel. <laughs> weasel. He's a. Is this guy wearing a werewolf? No, no. He's weasel. He's not hard. He's harmless. Well, he's not harmless. He's killed twenty-seven children. But he's he's a good guy. He's all right. He's all right. They so knew the all truth. Right, they got Johnny six hundred. Stop for Phoenix. It's fucking good. Got Danny Trejo and Conair. Yeah. If they knew the truth. They got me Johnny five hundred. Yes, eh? I, I mean, even John Cena was good in this. I like. Oh, this fucking part. John Cena is is amazing in this movie. He's so fucking funny. You know what's like funny? Pete is Davidson, Flula Borg, like they were all just in, funny parts. In Fast Nine, John Cena plays Vin Diesel's Shit. brother. Brother. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. Wow. There, there's a scene in Suicide Squad with John Cena. I'm not gonna say anything, but I died laughing immediately. He comes on screen. And it's just like, what the, this is. This, he's, he has such a humor. He's funny. Yeah. It's, it's just like, funny. oh my God, this is great. I might have to go watch it again tonight. I watched I watched it again today. I watched half of it today. Can I just well, I was a... like, I was on like four hours of sleep. So, like I was saying, I was falling asleep the first time I watched it because I was just so tired. So, I need to watch it again. Well, I went and watched it in the theater Thursday night. And then I was like, I was watching it today. Like, I watched it for half an hour because fucking HBO Max sucks. Every time I watch something, it cuts off in half an hour. No matter what, it just says, oops, something went wrong. You have to restart your app. It sucked. <laughs> HBO Max is garbage. It's my garbage HBO screen. Max experience is not like that at all. So that's something yeah, mine, like, mine, mine, I've never had a mine, No. I've had nothing but problems. That sounds like a, your your network issue. It sounds like I, I don't have any other pro- – no other ne- no other streaming service has done that to me except this one. What, what are you watching it through? PS4. Yeah, it could be that. Know. It could be their, I, their nothing app. Nothing else. Is, is nothing else does that. No, yeah, just saying. because nothing else doesn't mean that like the app version. I've on never PS4 had HBO is Max good. crash. I will say ESPN. No matter what device you watch it on, it fucking sucks. Yeah. The ESPN app. I signed in the Jansen's house, logged into my account and everything, set it to auto sign in. The second he tried to do it, it didn't work. I was like, mm. fuck, what was the point of that? Because it knew you're trying to give it away for free. Well, the fuck do they care? Oh, they care. Fuck them. They're, they're going to make that. They're, that's the next law that's going to be made. Mandate is everyone has to have their own. No sharing passwords. Are exactly that's what they're going to do. Because that's how that, that's the only reason I, why I have Netflix is I share that. I don't buy Netflix. Well, I gave you my Hulu sign in, so yeah. I know. Yeah, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't used it though. Yeah, that's I fine. Didn't plug it in. Um, okay, so adaptation. What do you guys give this out of ten? I gave it a nine. I really do enjoy this movie. 10 for me is Shawshank. Shawshank, yeah. That's for Casino, Shawshank, shit like that. Like, like my Jansen, your your mic is muted. You keep trying to talk and you you muted yourself. Sorry. I said Godfather 2. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are 10. Those are 10 movies. Like that, those kind of movies. Dramas mostly, honestly. Yeah. This this is is a a solid nine for me, too. Yeah. And that's a good score for this. It, yeah. 100%. 100%. When I was trying to, Matala walked in when I was watching this, and I was like, I paused it and I go, okay, so 
Charlie Kaufman wrote, and I was trying to describe it. It took me like 12 <laughs> minutes, and I had to keep pausing going, all right, so this – and she fell asleep, and I was like, all right, why did I bother? <laughs> walks walks so, out of the room back like Homer Simpson into the bush. With a, with a movie like this, you – with a movie like this, you might as well just like restart it and be like, you just just watch it because yeah. I can't. <laughs> she woke up. She woke up for the last half hour and she goes so confused. <laughs> like twenty minutes later, we're sitting there and I was, I was talking about nonsense, and she goes, "So was he? She she was in love with him, with Chris Cooper?" Uh, and I was like, "Oh fuck you! You missed the no. I'm not. I'm not doing. <laughs> I'm you, not breaking this whole thing down. Watch the podcast. Yeah, usually, <laughs> usually how much fuck fish. Oh, thank you, Dick. I I, I told that line to her. Because I was—that's one of my like second favorite line after um, you sound like you're in a cult. That's my favorite <laughs> yeah. line. My second favorite line is she's like they're in the van and she's like, I know she really got into aquariums and like how do you give up on that? Like if you invested so much of your soul, so much of your life, and he's like, yeah, I got I got all these fish and I got like ten thousand fish and I got he's listing off all their species and stuff and he's like, and then one day I woke up and I was like fuck fish. And I got rid of them all, and I swore off I'm never going back in that ocean. And and 15 years later, here I am. I've never st- stepped put foot back in the ocean, and I love the ocean. That's how much fuck fish. Yeah, that's how much fuck fish. <laughs> I love that line. No, it's great. It's only I totally, I totally sympathize with that, like like that <laughs> idea though, because I, I'm the type of person who will pick up a hobby. Oh yeah. And like be so into it for like six months or something, and then just completely fucking forget about it and never touch it ever again. <laughs> yeah. I, I think most people are like that with something, but I oh, love yeah, I yeah, yeah. that joke only works because he spent four minutes describing how much he got rid of and how much he swore yeah. these things off, and he's like, and that's how much fuck fish. And when he gets to that line, I'm like, oh my god, that's a perfect line. Yeah, Oscar, he shit. got an Oscar for this. Well, he's so good at it, though. That's the, like you forget how good he is because. He plays. He's playing every facet of a human emotion, because mm-hmm. his storyline. His he talks about he lost his mom and his oh, uncle yeah. Yeah. in the car accident. That's why he lost his teeth. That's why he has his te- teeth fixed. It's because it reminds him of what he did. And then he lost his his business. He lo- he loses everything in one yeah. year. Well, let's slow like that said, down. In, in everything that I've seen him in before, he plays a, a certain type of character, and yeah. this is. This is something else. It's yeah. it's completely uh, way out there, and he became that person. He doesn't even look like himself. This is my second favorite Chris Cooper character. Um, strangely enough, my favorite Chris Cooper character is a much smaller role, which is the town. Mm. He, he's just in a couple scenes, but I, I love yeah. him in that movie because he's yeah. like he's been lying to his son about his mom for his entire gave, life. And he's like, I gave your mother the needle. <laughs> yeah. I gilded her with a needle. I chemicaled her. Some people you can snip with the shears. Some of them you get with the chemical chemical. <laughs> he died right after that movie. He died. He uh, looked like he was dying. Yeah. The movie. But anyway, Chris, I love the Chris Cooper in that movie. He's only a couple scenes in like a prison phone conversation, but he's so good in that movie. I got to die nine times before I can get out of here. Well, part of it is, He's an actor that needs to be older because yeah. he looks sad. He has that look already. So the fact that he's older in the town makes it look, yeah. work better. But he was yeah. great in the Amazing Spider-Man. What he the fuck? Norman Osborn for like two seconds. How bad are those movies? Sony, go fuck yourself. Oh, they're awful. Oh man, those are bad. So didn't Sony make this movie? No. This is what, what movie? What's company did this movie? This is Shout Fact. No, Columbia Pictures. 
Uh, yeah. That's Sony. It's Columbia. Columbia Sony, Sony. Sony didn't make the movie. They Sony own the owns movie. the company that made the movie. That's a, it was a yeah. huge difference. There really is. The first thing I ever saw him in was um, October Sky. With Jake Gyllenhaal. He's, he's another, yeah. another Gyllenhaal. Because, and he was he was so good in that. And we I remember I remember it because it was one of those ones that we got to watch like in class at school when we were like doing some sort of science, like learning how to make rockets and shit. But man, he was man, good. what is mine? Money train? <laughs> God. This oh, is wow, this, this right. boy's Ooh. life with DiCaprio and De Niro. Chris Cooper's on that? Guilty by suspicion. Uh, what did I wow. know him from? Ooh. Patriot, Born Identity is when I really got to know him. Yeah. Me, myself, and Irene. What a fucking weird career. <laughs> Born Identity. Well, that's the, that's the good, the best line for me, myself, and Irene is when Renee Zellweger, which <laughs> Richard Jenkins goes, so, I smoke pot. What, what is that? Was that a crime? And he goes, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like he in plays this. a lot of these like hard and edgy roles where he's like road hard, put away wet, man's man. Yeah, kind of bullshit, and it's just he's so good. He's like it. he reminds me a lot of Chris Christopherson. Yeah, but Chris mm-hmm. Christopherson does too many cowboy movies. Chris Cooper does dramas, and he does like crime movies, and he plays the drama in the crime movie. He does. He's so good in that role, um, like this where he gets caught. Uh, let me give a shout out to Jim Beaver who plays Ranger Troy in this movie because he Chris Cooper is pulling out flowers with a bunch of Seminole Indians. He gets caught on the side of the road by uh, Jim Beaver, a uh, little character actor, Jim Beaver, who's in this one spot, and that's it. And he's like, so what do you guys got there? He pulls up. He's the sheriff. And he's like, oh, I got a bunch of flowers. You know, I got this, you know, 100, 120 flowers and all in told, you know. And he's like, yeah, that's my point. And he's like, no, no, no we, they pulled them out by hand. A lot of them are endangered, too. And he's like, yeah, that's what I'm getting at here. And he's like. That's really illegal what you're doing. You can't pull flowers from state lands. He's like, yeah, but uh, you ever hear the case? And he does this whole spiel. And you can tell, there's even a line in the movie where Meryl Streep's reading voiceover. And he says, like, he loves flowers, but he loves more. Like, the part where he's, like, so smart about not getting caught and arrested for it. Like, he mm-hmm. wants to, like, go, hey, this is what I did. Go fuck yourself. Seminole Indians can pull from the land. I can't. They, I didn't touch them. He loves that, yeah. like, fuck, fuck the man mentality more than he loves anything. He, he's, he's great in the Muppets. He loves to give authority the finger. <laughs> yeah. He, he loves to have that, like, technically I'm not legally in the wrong here. Yeah. And that adds a lot to his character. Just her saying dialogue off screen adds so much to his character. What the fuck? And that's why the voiceover, like Brian Cox is Brian Cox is saying, don't do voiceover, but the voiceover does so much for the characters, and so much so that the what's what's his name that Brian Cox plays, um, McKee the, McKee, he came out after the movie came out and he said, um, I don't want to say don't do voiceover, I just want to say don't do voiceover to explain what we've already seen. That's right. more yeah. what I meant when I say don't do voiceover. Well, it, it just goes back to that if you if it doesn't add any value to it. Why are you doing it? Yes. Right? American Horror Story with all the yeah, exactly. little bullshit characters. Yeah. If it adds to it, great. If it doesn't, why the fuck are you doing it? Yeah. It's a waste of money at that point. All right, guys. Let's get out of here. Um, let's do it. Nines all around, sounds like. Yeah. Noin, 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 noin. It's up there with Pig. Um, yeah. And Raising Arizona, which Jansen. Yeah. 
You've I'm going to watch it tomorrow. You're going to watch it tomorrow. You should. <laughs> tonight. I haven't decided yet. I would just the say, dogs are losing their minds. I will just say, when you're watching the movie, watch Nick Cage's face, and you go, that motherfucker can act. All right. And look has, at that movie, and count the opening, how long it takes for the credits to start. Yeah. <laughs> There's a part right. where he gets thrown a knife into a board, and he's like... <laughs> it makes me laugh so hard every time. Every Because t- his face is ridiculous. Get your goddamn hands off my wife. I do have one last question, and then we'll get out of here. No. Where do you put this as far as my ridiculous cage, quiet cage, quirk cage, or rage cage? Oh, this is quirk cage. This is quirk cage. thousand times over. This is quirk cage, but with like... Because Raising Arizona like, is like, where I put like Quirk Cage. Cage on purpose. You know what I mean? There's Quirk Cage where he's like doing it and it's a bit kind of. This, I think, like he's he's doing it because that's what the character requires. Yeah. I put like Raising Arizona in Quirk Cage. So therefore, I don't put this in Quirk Cage. I almost put this in Quiet Cage, mm-hmm. but in a good way. It's like straddling that line between Quiet and Quirk. Well, I'd say Peggy Sue got married is Quirk Cage times a million. Yes. I would call this adaptable cage. But would you say this is the same as Peggy Sue got married? I wouldn't. The, no, I think the movie no. itself is quirky, but he's not quirky in it. He's playing it no. straight. Both characters. This is this is character cage is what this should be. Yeah. It, I mean, there's only a couple of those, so I didn't create a whole category yeah. for that. So maybe we have to come up with a, with a fifth category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, that works. Um, let's get out of here. So, we have the outro. Shall we do it? Yay. Fuck you. <laughs> Citizens of Wonderland, rejoice in the fact that we have covered another movie on the show. Go to liwstudios.com for more videos and podcasts. Subscribe to Loitering in Wonderland on YouTube. Search on Amazon for books by Richard Pierce. Until next time, and in the meantime, we are Phoenix West, Dick Dickett and Jansen Carlin. So long citizens. All hail our glorious leader. Shut off the fucking show now.